0: takes uh, my kids every day on the subway in New York City, very close to where you are this morning. Um, look, yeah, uh, homicides are down, but rapes are up. Robberies are up. Felony assault is up. And you talked about uh, your, your opponent not having solutions. One thing that Lee Zeldin has said he would definitely do if he becomes governor is that he would, through an executive order, repeal immediately the bail reform law that was passed. You don't love that law the way it stands. You've wanted changes to it. Would you do the same as he is saying he would? Would you repeal it through executive order?
1: Again, that that is such a simplistic approach. It it negates the fact that it's about how we support law enforcement. He voted against, he wouldn't support funding for the police. I tripled the amount of money for law enforcement. We're supporting violence disruptor programs. To say that you're just going to change one part of the system, it shows a naivete that it's not going to be a real solution. So we did make targeted changes to the bail laws, covering gun cases and repeat offenders. That has all just been in effect for a few months now, because of what I was able to accomplish in the budget. I'm always willing to look at it again, but the data is not showing that that is the cause of this. There are individual cases, but compared to pre-pandemic and when this was passed, I don't think there's a real disparity, but that doesn't matter. We're dealing with people's feelings here. And I understand that. I'm a mother. You're hardwired to care about your children and your family's safety. So voters need to know that we have a plan. We're working on this. And just putting up ads that say you have the answer when you really don't, when you don't think we should be getting guns off the streets, you want to give guns to every teacher, you want guns in the subways, that is just irrational to think that that's going to make people safer than, I just think people need to know uh, really what's on the line here. Is someone who's been working in the trenches, rolling up her sleeves, getting the job done and not just running around the state saying all you have to do is repeal, repeal a bail law and all the crime will disappear. I think he, people are smarter than that.
2: Caitlin, you want to get in? just a point of clarification here, and this is according to CNN and, and other fact checks. There is no evidence to suggest that bail reform is a major factor.
0: He was armed with a knife and brass knuckles. Liz Joy wasn't even supposed to be in the salon that day. He was a violent offender and had been released from jail. Thomas
3: stormed into that salon and stabbed and nearly beat her to death.
0: Violent offenders are released out onto the streets. We need to fix Cashless bail. It's amazing that both she and Denise survived the vicious attack. He turned the attack on me, but I fought back. Now I'm fighting to fix our laws to keep all of us safe. I'm Liz Joy, and I approve this message.
4: Okay, it is Friday, 4 November in the year of our Lord 2020. Now, over the next two hours, we're going to go to Arizona in the six o'clock hour. We're going to talk to Kelly Ward who's the chairman of the Republican Party. We're going to have Tina Deskovitz, who's the founder, co-founder of the uh, Moms for America, to talk about school boards and parental rights. we got Laura Lomer, who's making ads, these incredibly uh, impactful ads. we got Terry Schilling, who's been in this fight uh, forever about parental rights. Uh, we're going to go to the border with Ben Burkwam about Carrie Lake's uh, trip to the border today, this incredibly powerful roundtable. And those are the kind of things you would think in this run-up of the last couple of days in the most important midterm election to 1862. I will be brutally frank. I never thought in a million years that we would be spending so much time over the next couple of days piercing the veil into New England, but particularly New York State. CNN this morning kind of lit up Kathy Hochul as she kept saying that the crime situation is really about guns. I want to bring in Liz Joy from New York 20. Liz, correct me if I'm wrong. Your district is a D plus six. It was D plus 20 for Biden in, in 2020. You're in a dead heat. The NRCC is putting in serious money. This race is competitive in New York state, which people are telling me now there are 12 or 15 house seats in play in the state, along with Zeldin, maybe up over, over Kathy Hochul and, and Henry maybe up over Letitia James. W- what mm-hmm. is going on in the empire state, ma'am?
0: People are suffering, period. They're suffering and they're, there's an undercurrent of anger towards, uh, you know, towards our officials, especially towards the Democrats, towards Kathy Hochul. You know, I saw that on CNN where she said she's been in the trenches. Kathy Hochul hasn't been in any trenches. She has 24-hour security around her all the time. It's here, the, the New Yorkers that are in the trenches that are being attacked every single day. Um, and, and we're feeling it, we're seeing it every single day that we wake up, we're seeing somebody else was killed, somebody else was pushed in front of a subway. Just last week, there was, or a couple of weeks ago, there was a mom who begged, begged for her, her attacker husband to stay in jail, he brutally assaulted her because of Kathy Hochul's refusal to to enforce laws and keep violent criminals behind bars. He was let out within 24 hours She drove her kids to school in a bulletproof vest and she was shot in front of her children. And still, Kathy Hochul has not done anything about it. In Albany, where I'm running, crime has gone up, violent crime, 133%. I'm running against a man, Paul Tonko, who's been a 46 year career politician. He's running on climate change and abortion. And people here in the 20th district where the average income is $70,000, can't pay for all of their gas, all of their utilities and all of their groceries at the same time. So that now we have an entire new demographic of upstate New Yorkers who are literally visiting food pantries. And on top of that are concerned about the violent crime where nothing's nothing's happening to the violent offenders. And then furthermore, you have Kathy Hochul, who's taking away, you know, the Second Amendment rights from the lawful, law abiding citizens. And saying that, you know, trying to enact laws where where people can't even defend themselves. So, honestly, people are angry. They're upset. They're concerned. They're worried. They're watching their savings accounts and their retirement accounts plummet. And they're, they're really upset. And there's a lot of backlash now because they're tired of hearing the lies. They're tired. I'll tell you perfectly what it feels like. Kathy Hochul and Paul Tonko are gaslighting New Yorkers. When... New Yorkers say, we need help. We want to drive down inflation. They're saying, oh, we're doing that. Look at all we're doing. When they're saying violent crime, you need to keep the criminals behind bars. Kathy Hochul's like, I'm a mom. I feel you. I'm in the trenches. And this has been ongoing now for so long that that people people are really angry about it. And we are going to take this state on Tuesday.
4: I, I want to make sure this is a, a, a traditionally Democratic district and tremendous hardworking uh, folks, their average income seventy thousand. I just want to make sure I got this right. You're telling me these folks are because of uh, inflation and fuel prices, because it gets cold up there, that these hardworking Americans are having to go to food pantries.
0: That's correct. So here in a lot of the where we live, a lot of people commute twenty to thirty minutes a day to get to work. So, um, you know, on their commute, that's a lot of gas money every single week. On top of that, they're driving their kids back and forth to sports. Um, this is not, you know, these aren't cities. We have Albany, yes, and we have Troy, yes. But, you know, everything else is people are driving everywhere. They're spending a lot of gas. So there's an entire new demographic of people that are visiting the food pantries. It's very alarming. So,
4: so you're a grassroots campaign. as You go around to town halls, knock on doors, walk precincts from the citizens, not just MAGA and not just Republicans, when you go around and knock on doors, independents, Democrats, and Republicans, what do they tell you the top one, two, or three issues are from their perspective as citizens of the district?
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's that's great because I will tell you three weeks ago, I was pulling in, in this D6, I was pulling in 29% three weeks ago of the Democrat vote in Albany. Um, And what people are saying to me is they're tired of the crime. They're actually afraid, they're afraid to walk in In Albany, in the daylight, they're afraid to walk in Schenectady in the daylight. They're afraid to walk in Troy in the daylight. So number one for the city areas is crime, and number one for the outlying areas is the economy and not being able to afford all three things, gas, groceries, and utility bills at the same time.
4: And and let me just make sure I understand this. Your opponent's been around forever, decades and decades. Their issue set is abortion, climate change, and J6. Is that essentially what he's running on?
0: Oh, yes, oh yes, absolutely. He calls me uh you know an election denier he call you know he tries to run his campaign ads on January sixth frankly, I mean, between Kathy Hochul and Paul Tonko, I mean, I would say they're violent crime deniers, they're inflation deniers they're not you know they're not even listening to the people that live here and work here so um, but that's his entire campaign. You know, abortion was only um, polling, as of three weeks ago, abortion was polling here in the 20th District as being a concern for only 5% of the people. The top was economy and crime, economy and crime. And the other was fentanyl into our communities by the drug cartels.
4: Fentanyl, the drug cartels. We're going to go to the border with Ben Burkwap in a second, how this all ties together. I just want to make sure the audience understands. In a Democratic District, where people are telling you, They're afraid to walk in great cities like Albany and Schenectady and Troy in the daytime because of crime and where hardworking people that have played by the rules and done everything they were asked to do as citizens are having to go to food banks. That's the reality of the lived experience of the citizens in your district?
0: That is 100% correct. And it's a shame. It should not be happening. It's because these elitist politicians refuse to listen because they are so set on their own agenda that they have stopped seeing. They're so they're looking at people as a political agenda and not as human beings. And that's wrong. And when I look at people, I hear their stories, right? I'm a mom. I have four kids. I have a granddaughter. I know what it's like to put groceries on a table, to have to fill your gas tank. I mean, these are real people with real lives and real families who are not being listened to by the people whose salaries they pay, who have 24-hour security surrounded, you know, that they're surrounded by on the backs of the people who are going to food pantries.
4: Liz, I take it your opponent, you guys have been doing debates every week so he can put forth his agenda in front of the citizens that he's represented for so long. And you can put forth your agenda. You guys I'm sure have had a series of what, five, six, seven, eight debates.
0: I wish, I wish we did. Um, there were four debate invitations. I said yes to every single one of them. My opponent refused and he only said yes to one which was on PBS, it was a week ago, uh, October 27th. Um, and we did do a debate uh, you know, that was in the studio but he would not allow um, any other debates. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do it even by newspapers, for example, the Daily Gazette who actually endorsed him, has endorsed him every time. He refused to participate. He refused to participate uh, in a live audience that would fill a theater that they would they were going to host. The Daily Gazette was going to host it. I said yes. He said no. Then we had um, signed reti- receipt, uh, return receipt requested uh, from 102 business owners that asked us for a debate to address small business concerns. Of course, I said yes. My opponent, Paul Tonko said no. And you know, uh, here it is: is if you are so proud of your record and you're so, you're so glad about all the things that you have done, then you wanna go out and tout about it, you wanna talk about it. He doesn't, he's afraid, he's a coward, he doesn't wanna face what he has done, and he's only following all of the talking points that he's getting from Washington. As a matter of fact, two days ago he did an interview where he said, I kid you not, the people in Washington have told me that this is the most successful session we've had in the 117th Congress in over 40 years. And my answer to him, you know, uh, in a statement that I put out was, it's the highest inflation that we have ever seen in 40 years. And you're proud of that. And, you know, he voted, he's on the Energy and Commerce Committee, you voted to increase our utility bills by 39%. You refused to crack down, you know, on the drug cartels that are funneling fentanyl into our communities where we've lost 107,000 Americans. It's it, it's insane, he will not crack down on the violent criminals. I will tell you, just in Albany last week, three separate days, three separate days in Albany at Crossgates Mall, it's a, it's a very popular mall that people are afraid now to go to. There was three separate individuals, three separate days, three almost three days in a row caught with illegal guns. So they took, they were arrested, they were let out. There was no repercussions. They were gone. They were let out back on the streets in 24 hours. So when people like Paul Tonko and Kathy Hoke will tell you that they're trying to get guns off the street, it's not the truth. What they're doing is it's catch and release. So they're arresting them. They might be confiscating the gun. But these people, these violent criminals, are out the next day. And they, they will find guns anywhere. And what's happening is the law-abiding citizens are being punished and are terrified. Because we're the ones that are going to be punished if we have to use that firearm. And we're the ones that are going to be punished if we try to fight back. And on top of that, we're scared to go into places like the malls or any of the cities or take our children down to see any of the things that are happening in the city of Albany or the city of Schenectady or Troy and New York City.
4: Let's just hang here for one second. Real quick, I want to hold you through the break. Real quickly, abortion was was pulling at 5% as far as the interest level goes. That was 5% abortion. Correct. Just hang on for a second. I want to keep you through the break and we'll make it quick. Take a short commercial break. We have Ben Burkwam on the board. He's going to tell you about the fentanyl, where it starts and how it gets up to Schenectady. We got uh, Laura Loomer with these amazing spots. We've got American Principles Project Terry Schilling. Uh, we are packed here in the War Room on a Friday afternoon. We'll be back in a moment.
5: You oh, know
4: what's never good?
7: The epidemic is a
6: demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
4: I, I want to go back. Uh, I got Liz Joy here from New York 20, and because these are speaking about broader issues throughout the country. Uh, and I think in the CNN we played that clip. You know, We have Terry Schilling off from American Principles Project, and he told us at the time, don't believe the hype. This was in July and August when they were unloading on everybody on this abortion situation. Don't believe it. At the end of the day, it's not going to be a big issue. And where it is even an issue, it's going to cut our way. Uh, but that chart showed, I think, didn't show the, the abortion was like at five or six percent, and crime was at twenty-eight, and economy is at twenty-seven. I mean, it's pretty obvious by the numbers what citizens uh, are concerned about. Is that is, is? Am I correct in that?
0: Yes, you are correct. And I just pulled up exactly what CNN showed today uh, on that on that graph. Um, And it says the most urgent issues that are facing New York today, and this was a poll that CNN posted, crime was at 28 percent, inflation's at 20 percent, protecting democracy was at 14 percent, New Yorkers want voter ID, uh, and abortion, 6 percent. And by the way, climate change, 4 percent.
4: Last thing before we go, Liz, I got to ask you this. It seems to be with Hochul Because particularly, you know, New York was just not a focus of people throughout the nation. Now it's become central because people realize we could destroy the Democratic Party as a national political institution with these massive wins in New York. But even with Pelosi and the rest of these national Democrats, there's a certain smugness to Hochul. And it seems like your opponent, they they had this kind of entitlement, these Democrats in New York. Where does that come from? Are we misreading it? or is it just Because it strikes people when we start doing these stories. My phone and, and the live chat gets blown up about how smug these Democrats are. Where does that come from?
0: Well, they are smug because they think New Yorkers uh, work for them instead of them working for New Yorkers. They're elitists. And yet they try to turn it around and, and say to, to the people of New York, if you question them, You know, you have no right to question them. You know, you don't actually see what's happening before your eyes. You're not really suffering from crime. No, you're going to be just fine. Don't you see all these bills that we're passing? You know, don't you see how we just funded the new Buffalo Bills Stadium? You're fine. You don't need mental health hospitals. You know, I mean, they they are gaslighting New Yorkers. And they're trying to tell us in their smugness, in their elitism, that what we are seeing and what we are Actually, experiencing it's not even just a feeling, we're actually experiencing this on a day to day basis. They're trying to tell us, No, that's not what you're experiencing. And so, when you no. go to a food pantry and you're making $70,000 a year, yeah, you're experiencing it and you become incredibly concerned and worried. And that's what we are facing here right now, you know, in New York. And the same with my opponent. You know, who's trying to tell people that the Inflation Reduction Act is going to reduce inflation, and yet we're at an all-time high, and nobody's got more money in their yeah. pocketbooks and wallets. Nobody's savings yeah. accounts have actually gone up, and yes, indeed, it does have 87000 yeah. new IRSE. When, when, when,
4: when, when hardworking Americans got to go to food pantries and can't take the kids and walk down the street in these great, formerly great cities in the middle of the day because they got to look over their shoulder – that's when you know you have a country that's in managed decline by the elites. Liz, how do people follow you over the next couple of days and where do they go?
0: That's that would be wonderful. I'm at joyfornewyork.com, it's j o y f o r newyork spelled out.com. I would love the help if anybody wants to donate, doesn't matter how much, we will take it because we are going to take the next 4 days and hammer my opponent so that we actually take this seat and put some common sense back in Congress, so that's what we need. We need common sense back in Congress. People need to be heard and they need to know that somebody's in there that actually is a normal person.
4: Liz Joy, thank you very much, honored to have you on here.
0: Thank you so much, great to be here.
4: This is what, you can go to Maine too all the way down to the Rio Grande Valley. You can go to Southern Arizona all the way up to Joe Kent in Washington. You can go to Palin in Alaska. You've got fighters fighters and this is in a biden plus 20 a biden plus 20 district it's a dead heat. NRCC just put money in okay i want to go to burquam burquam you talk about troy new york and schenectady and she's talking about the number the number three issue is fentanyl deaths what's the entry point of all that brother where were you today and tell me about fentanyl and how how does it get from uh you know through china into into the cartels uh, southern arizona has does it get all the way to troy
2: well you know uh, sheriff mark lamb mentioned it this morning everything that comes through this border whether that's human trafficking aka slavery or drugs doesn't stop here it continues on to the big cities all across america and to the small cities the rural areas That fentanyl is coming directly. We've talked about it before, the three-legged stool of the cartels working with the transnational syndicates, the NGOs, uh, non-governmental organizations, and these anti-American leftist politicians that have sold this country out. They all need to hold the blame for that. Joe Biden, it's, it's as much on the cartels' hands and the transnational syndicates coming out of the CCP as it is on Joe Biden's and the leftists that are supporting these open borders. They are directly culpable for the deaths of the people across America that are dying from fentanyl poisoning uh, and the slavery that we see, the slave trade that we see going on across America. And that's why it's so critical. We talk about the three-legged stool that's destroying this country. We were here with the four-legged stool that wants to save Arizona and be a blueprint for the rest of America between Kerry Lake, Abe Hamaday, Blake Masters, and Mark Fincham. These are a powerhouse crew of American patriots that are really statesmen that want to save this country versus the the people that are truly destroying this country from within.
4: No, I got to tell you, the round table today was incredibly impressive. I mean, Carrie Lake looked like she'd been governor for three or four years. I mean, it was Carrie Lake, it was Blake Masters, it was uh, Abe Hamaday Fincham. But then he had Sheriff Lamb. I mean, the incredible yes. quality of people there, blooming, the command of the facts, how they knew things, how they, and you could tell they enjoyed working with the, each other. This is, I'm going to talk to Kelly Ward. That's why I got Kelly Ward coming on. In the next hour it's just amazing what you've pulled together uh tell us how big an issue is the border and is the human trafficking down there in arizona as it plays out over the next couple of
5: days
2: oh it's 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 life and death steve it's life and death of the people that live here of the people that work hard the the legal immigrants that came here escaping the cartels to get here they're dealing with this every single day their lives are under threat from the cartels that are moving into american cities and it's life and death for, for cities across America that are being overrun with fentanyl, that are being overrun with these, these ruthless, violent, evil gang members, cartel members that are taking over this country uh, and the, the politicians that are allowing it. And you, you know, Mark uh, Lamb, Sheriff Lamb mentioned it today. These people need to be prosecuted. Mayorkas needs to not only be impeached, but prosecuted. Joe Biden not only needs to be impeached, but prosecuted. This is their number one job to protect the citizens of this country. And they're not only derelict in their duty, they're intentionally doing it from the policies that we see. It's life and death, Steve.
4: Let me have, do we, can we play the Kerry Lake? Let's play the Kerry Lake clip. And there's a lot more Ben's gonna show later, let's play Kerry Lake with Ben Burkwam.
1: The the gateway to this, he, he basically rolled out the welcome mat and told people to come. And so when they're dying on the way over, when they're dying in the desert, that's on Joe Biden. He needs to tell the world, stop coming, you're no longer welcome. You and I both know, Vaughn, that the vast majority—more than 90%, probably closer to 100%—of these cases are not real asylum cases. They're fraudulent, phony, made-up asylum cases. And I'm a humanitarian, and I care about the needs of the people of Arizona, first and foremost. I am going to be elected governor to protect the people of Arizona, and that's going to be my top priority.
4: Okay, right there—that's Vaughn Hilliard, is it not, Ben? She's she's she will not back down from MSNBC. They, they try to come in Amazon. They nope. try to ask every cheap shot question, and that is Carrie Lake at her finest. She blows this guy up on national TV. Ben Burkwam. That's why they
2: can't stand her. That's why they're putting a hundred percent negative ads, a negative uh, media against her, the fake news media out there, because they cannot handle her. And and what's interesting is as they're starting to realize that, if you look at the the coverage from the beginning till today, the 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 uh, the reporters that are in the field with her have really. Uh, she has kind of worked them and shaped them into <laughs> having to ask legitimate questions. They, she has destroyed <laughs> them and made them look so foolish that they're Dude, actually having brilliant. to do their job no. now.
4: No, it is. No, it's this, incredible. This is a key, she, point. She, this a key is point. the Lake yes. is the blueprint yes. For, yes. for political campaigns
2: yes. for the future.
4: No, we're going to teach this going forward. She's so hammered and made them look yes. so foolish that they actually have to start, they're forced to ask legitimate questions. Ben, I need you to hang on. i got a lot more to do from the border. But let me bring in, I want to bring in Terry Schilling just for a minute because I want to finish up this issue in New York. Can I get Terry up for a second before we're going to play Lars Spots? But this is a question I've got. Terry, I want to go to the 4% before we go to break. This is another called shot by you. You said the time, remember, ladies and gentlemen, the reason we're here and we're flooding the zone and we're on offense everywhere is that we took the hits in July and August when they were l- literally dumping these uh, abortion ads. And Shilling, you kept saying at the end of the day, it's not going to be a big event. Terry Schilling.
3: <laughs> no, that's exactly right, See, because at the heart of it, the Democrats are the extremists on abortion, right? At the heart of it, the Democrats are the extremists on every issue when it comes to our kids, our families, everything. Democrats, let's just put this in perspective. Democrats support giving little kids sex changes putting them on chemical castration drugs like Lupron, the drug that's been used to chemically castrate sex offenders. They want to give them sex changes. They want to abort children in the ninth month when the when the baby's like nine pounds, ready to come out, funded by tax dollars. They don't want you know parents to know about any of this stuff. They're hiding it from. There's no issue pertaining to the unborn, life, the family, anything that Democrats aren't out of step with the American people on. And we should take advantage of that. We should go on offense. It's very simple. And if you have more than two brain cells that to rub together, it's very easy to see.
4: Well, I think I'm glad people took your advice not to panic because that was number one. And people didn't panic, and that's where we are. But I also agree, as I'm worried, we're always on the attack, always on offense. And we're about to see what that looks like. We're going to take a short commercial break. Laura Loomer is going to join us with Terry Schilling. We're going to see what going on offense looks like. Ben Burkwam's going to hang at the border. We're going to go back to Ben. Also, I think we're going to try to get Glenn's story if we got enough time and can get it all in here in the world. Take a short commercial break. We're going to be back in a moment. It's all
5: started. Everything's begun. And over. Because we're taking down the CCP.
4: Friends, if you don't yet have the emergency food you're going to need, now is the time to get some. For a limited time, you can stock up and save a ton of money with this special offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking $250 off their three month emergency food kit. Go to mypatriotsupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help families more. This is the lowest price since 2019. Think about that. The lowest price since 2019. But they can't do this all day long. Remember, the forces in the world are hell-bent on the destruction of the American way of life. You can only depend on yourself from now on. So get this food supply today. It stays fresh for up to 25 years. So it's ready the moment you and your family need it. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and you'll save $250 on each three-month emergency food kit you acquire. Your order ships fast, and it ships free. Don't wait for grocery store shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. That's MyPatriotSupply.com.
5: It really never occurred to you to put something into your v*****? Not even a v- So you've never v- yourself? As a teen, I got bored of v- I then dreamed about having a massive v- that lasted all day. Do you feel sad that you weren't born with it? D-?
7: These are exact excerpts from the book Gender Queer. This book is being taught to public school children. America, we have a problem. On November 8th, vote to stop the sexualization of your kids. Vote Republican. Paid for by American Liberty Fund. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate committee. Wow.
4: We were able to premiere that this morning. Let me bring Lara Laura Loomer, we, you know her as a firebrand. Laura, what inspired you? We got a couple of other ads that are just as powerful on different topics. What inspired you to make, not just make these spots, but kind of target these issues, which, you know, a lot of the traditional Republicans don't want to talk about. They want to talk about the economy, crime, more things that are in the wheelhouse. Why did you choose these?
8: Well, thanks so much for having me on, Steve. I really appreciate it. And, you know, uh, I'm a two-time congressional candidate myself, an, an America First Republican. I ran for office. And one of the things that I saw as an America First candidate is the Republican Party establishment's unwillingness to touch these issues, right, these These somewhat controversial, but very important and relevant issues that are really lighting a fire under, um, you know, uh, our country. Uh, All across our country, you're seeing races, as you've been discussing on your show for uh, over a year now, uh, traditionally Democrat seats that are about to flip Republican because so many people who tend to vote Democrat and independent are very concerned about the war on parental rights, about the, uh, the war uh, by the Democrat Party that's being waged uh, on children in the public school system to sexualize them. And so uh, we really wanted to at American Liberty Fund uh, to highlight these issues on the campaign trail, especially in these seats that are about to flip. I'm talking about the New York governor's race. I'm talking about the Pennsylvania governor's race and uh, you don't really see the Republican Party or groups like uh, the NRSC or NRCC running uh, controversial but important ads. And uh, I think that uh, childhood vaccine injuries and the sexualization of children and parental rights is uh, one of the most uh, important issues facing our country, if not the entire world today.
4: You know, who agrees with you was Colin Cowherd on, on what is it, Fox Sports. He, he came out yesterday and said, hey. He says, I'm calling this. The the Republicans went in a landslide because of these issues of parental rights and the schools basically telling the parents what they're going to do with their kids and particularly this gender-affirming stuff. Hang on for a second. I want to bring Terry in. Terry, you've preached this gospel for a long time, and you've put up some ads too. This ad right here, the thing that's so powerful about it, she used the actual text itself. They can't hide from this. She actually used the text and had it in the children's voice. That's what's so haunting about this. Terry Schilling.
3: No, that's exactly right. It's a very powerful ad. Putting it in the kid's voice is it has a huge impact. I, I've got the book here, Steve. I'm one of the few people who have actually read it and looked at it. I, I interviewed a bunch of parents last week in Maine and had them just read parts of the book in front of the camera and just we just filmed their live reactions. It was something. And we're gonna release that full, those, that full footage here pretty soon, but we have to make it very clear to the American people because they don't know what's going on, right? Most parents okay. are working and they, they're yeah. they're just now finding out through politics. The brains
4: of that ad is putting it, first of all, doing it, but setting up the, 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 the uh, for our podcast and radio audience, the graphics are amazing, but the voice of the children is incredible. I want to play now, this next ad is one that's being used in multiple states uh, going after, and in, in, particularly in Pennsylvania. We're going to show the New York version. Let's go ahead and play the vaccine ad.
5: Mommy. <laughs> Mommy, I'm not sick! Mommy, please! I'm scared! I'm sorry, baby. I wish I had a choice.
6: The CDC is recommending the COVID-19 vaccine for all school children. If Democrat Kathy Hochul gets elected as Governor of New York, you may no longer have a say in your child's health. On November 8th, vote for parental rights. Vote Republican. Paid for by American Liberty Fund. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee.
4: Laura, once again, what I like from the more traditional political ads, you're not afraid to use the children's voice to make it dramatic, and it it draws you in. Since we've had this ad you did, we've shown it to a number of people, and they watch it over and over again, and one of the things is the the power of using the child's voice. How did you think of that, ma'am?
8: Well, look, uh, I'm a firebrand, and there's a common phrase, right? You have to fight fire with fire. And what the Democrat Party and the radical left has done, Steve, they are setting our children on fire in America. They are lighting their minds on fire. And so in return, it's up to us. It's our responsibility as America First fighters fighting back against this globalist, communist, New World Order regime that's trying to destroy the minds and pollute our educational system here in America. We have to burn it all down. So I'm just fighting fire with fire. And I think that um, it's very important. Every single parent, regardless of your political affiliation, uh, should understand that your children come first. And no parent, right, or at least a responsible parent, because we're seeing that the radical left has a lot of, you know, very, very uh, disturbed parents uh, parental figures in their movements who are abusing their children and promoting pedophilia. Um, no child wants, no parent wants their child to be in pain. And so the sound of a child crying out in pain from taking an experimental, uh, death jab that could cause them myocarditis or blood cops, And we're seeing children dropping dead all throughout the country, all throughout the world. It's time for the Republican party to start talking about these issues. And that's why I wrote and produced all of these ads that, uh, uh, that you so, you know, graciously aired on your show today, uh, because uh, we want to drag the GOP to victory uh, on Tuesday, uh, but we'll do it kicking and screaming if we have to to get them to start talking about these issues that voters want them to talk about.
4: L- l- let me let me ask you, I know Mastriano's in this race, and now they got it's a four point spread. I think Trowfagres come up, or this latest one today. That's one we we knew was going to be tough, but but Mastriano can win. I never thought we'd be talking about Holcomb. G- give me a minute on why you decided to also do this in New York. Uh, do you think this, the Zeldin and the Hochul race is as close as people think?
8: Well, I watched the debate the other night between Lee Zeldin and Kathy Hochul, and you know she is absolutely radical. Lee Zeldin did a phenomenal job during that debate, hitting her hard with the facts on crime. And uh, I think that uh, these These seats, as we've been discussing in uh, traditionally Democrat areas uh, like New York and Pennsylvania and New Jersey, you're going to see a lot of seats all throughout the country flip because of this issue of parental rights, because the Democrats are here to tell you that they matter more than you as a parent and deciding the physical and mental well-being of your children. And nobody wants to hear that, regardless of whether you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, or completely politically unaffiliated. Nobody wants to be told that their child is going to be forcefully injected without their consent.
4: Uh, Shilling, you're from Philadelphia. We're not playing the one that she did the exact same one as, as playing in Pennsylvania. How big is parental rights and how big are ads like this going to help in this tight governor's race with Mastriano and Shapiro?
3: Well, I've done a lot of work in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania, but I'm actually from Illinois. But these issues are what voters care about. Steve, we gave Democrats a chance to pump the brakes on all the things that they were doing to our kids last November in Virginia. We almost took the New Jersey governor's race there for crying out loud. They should have seen the writing on the wall, but unfortunately, they, they refused to see it. And we're, we're having the revenge of the parents now. It's Judgment Day on Tuesday and Democrats are about to be condemned in a way they've never experienced before. This is going to make the Tea Party look like a Tea Party, literally. It's going to yeah. be a landslide massacre against the Democrats who have been killing our kids.
4: Okay, before let me, and duly noted, I, 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 I thought that Schilling was specific for a minute. Let that be duly noted. Okay, I want to play, I want to play, but well, we could play a lot more, uh, Lars well. Let's play this, uh, let's play this third one. In the 20
6: months since Democrats gained total control of the House, Senate, and White House, our economy has been destroyed. Record high gas prices and inflation, 40-year high grocery prices, a looming recession, and the destruction of your 401k. We can't afford to find out what the Democrats will do next if they maintain power for another two years. On November 8th, vote to save America. Vote Republican, paid for by American Liberty Fund, not authorized by any candidate or candidate committee.
4: Laura, with uh, a weekend and a couple of days ago, four or five days to go, what's your sense right now as you look out there on the battlefield of, of where do you think we stand?
8: Uh, Well, you know, given the fact that uh, both party establishments didn't do a lot in the aftermath of the stolen 2020 election to really address mail and ballot fraud and machine ballot fraud, uh, I really wasn't that optimistic about uh, a so-called red wave. But now that I've seen the Democrats just completely losing their mind and exploding levels of crime and the Democrats going full-blown pro-pedophile in their messaging to target people's children, I really honestly think the Republicans are going to pull it off. And so it's really important that people get out and vote at the polls in person so that they can beat uh, the fraud and they can combat uh, all of the cheaters. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll add on to something that you said this morning on your show, Steve, you were talking uh about races in New York and how we could see for the first time ever in this country, uh, traditionally Democrat seats in New York flip Republican. And so for people wanting to know where we're gonna be airing a lot of these ads, uh, they're gonna be running all over the country in Vermont, New Hampshire. We have ads running in Alaska, New York, and vaccine and parental rights and anti-groomer ads are going to be running in New York 19, New York 18, New York 22, New York 17, New York three, four and one. And so we have this ad blasted all wow. throughout the waves and uh, anybody watching can support our mission at American Liberty It's a grassroots powered hack so that we can give the people power with their voice again.
4: This is the definition. We talk about being on offense when she just walked through those districts. That's offense. Uh, Laura, how do people follow you on, on social media?
8: Well, I am the most banned woman in the world, but people can find me on Getter. <laughs> they can find me on Getter at Laura Loomer. I'm literally banned on all social media sites, uh, with the exception of alternative media. So Getter at Laura Loomer. I'm on Gab and Parlor at Laura Loomer, and I'm on Telegram at Loomered Official.
4: Yeah, L- Laura was, uh, and the Wall Street Journal had a had a had a the wanted posters of who had been banned permanently from Twitter. She was, I think, right below me. Well, no, Elon Musk is real. When he uh, when he uh, unlocks the offices and lets some people back into work and puts Laura Loomer back on Twitter, Laura, I thank you very you much. Fant-
8: <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it.
4: By the way, great ads, and just keep fighting. Uh, Schilling, uh, where do you think we stand uh, right now? And I want to go you, something. You do. You've done a lot of work in Pennsylvania. When Laura says, "I am," I'm I'm still worried about people who didn't pay attention. The prosecutor so, sent me all day. Still some controversies in in Pennsylvania. Should we look the the war room posse is at the ramparts. They're being the the they're getting out the vote. The force multiplies. They've all volunteered to be everything. Do we have something to worry about in Pennsylvania, sir? Okay.
3: Do I have him on? We, I, we, yeah, you got to unmute yourself there, brother. Sorry about that. Uh, so we're, we're still down in the polls in Pennsylvania. By the way, uh, so, so
4: hold, how, many, how many times have you done this? That, how many times have you done this show? I've ne- never had. That's is, never happened So you, are, you are definitely not Pasobic. Posobiec's savvy in that, but go ahead. Give me, <laughs> I've got a minute
3: now. We've got a lot to overcome. We've got to at least. Look, you did the tough thing
4: during COVID. You paid your people and you pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to 26 thousand dollars per employee at covidtaxrelief.org government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during covid this is not a loan and you don't have to pay it back this program is complicated but nobody knows more about it than the cpas and tax experts at covidtaxrelief.org you pay nothing up front they do all the work and share a percentage of the cash they get you Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had an increase in sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let COVIDTaxRelief.org help get you up to $26,000 per employee. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org. Do this today. Take action at COVIDTaxRelief.org Okay, make sure you go to Getter all over the weekend. We're going to be there. Also, um, mypilla.com Mike Lindell's all over. We're going to try again game tomorrow morning. He's fighting for voter integrity as we run up. Make sure things can't get stolen for us. Make sure you go to MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. I want to bring in from uh Patriot Mobile, Glenn Story, and Lee Wams Gans. Guys, y- you have put... And God, we trust in schools or help that happen. You, you fought for parental rights and for people running for school boards. You've made sure you focus on Tarrant County, which is one of the most important counties in the country, because as goes Tarrant County, so goes Texas. And as goes Texas, so goes the nation. But now the BBC has, uh, and look, you're, you're a, 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 a gospel and Bible filled uh, company that has really made it your calling to, to help out society and culture. The BBC, I think, is making you part of a special. They're going to broadcast either tomorrow or Saturday that we're going to get in and make sure we get the highlights of. But it's about this concept called Christian nationalism. I take it, and I don't want to put words in BBC mouth, but Lee or, or Glenn, you guys figure out who answers first. But I take it they don't view that as a positive. They, don't view, they view Christian nationalism as probably a threat to the country.
5: Well, you know, it's really interesting. When they came in here, they uh – you know, it was a really a a good interview and then all of a sudden she get, the 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 gal got this look and she goes, "Well, do you consider yourselves Christian nationalist?" And I was like, "What <laughs> is that? I had no idea." So, you know, it, you know, we I just said, "Look, if that's putting God first in your business, then that's what we are." But, you know, as we went down the line, I, it's kind of funny. I talked to a friend of mine that's a bureau chief for the New York Times, and I said, "What is a Christian nationalist, and he goes, "It's really nothing positive, Glenn. So if they're calling you that, that's not a good thing." So,
4: what? Well, well, let it, me ask you all. The, let, let me ask about all the work you guys do. What's What's not positive about the actions that you folks take down there?
7: Well, the, the bottom line is this term, Christian nationalist. It's it's we put it in our blog. It is meant to alienate and disenfranchise. You know, it's it's psychological. And, you know, Christians uh, are being so attacked in America. There is no other religious group that people would put that religion in front of that title. It's, um, it's, it's, it's meant to erode morale of their enemies. And Christian conservatives are the enemies of the left. We are proud Christians. We love our country. And the left hates that.
4: Not going to stop who we are or what. Lee, Lee hang on for a second. I, I no, hang on. I put the blog written. It, it, I put your blog up about what is Christian nationalism on my Getter, which is pretty well followed by many different people. I'll be honest. I didn't. There weren't many of the War Room Posse or the people who followed Getter that had a problem with it. They go, "Hey, I'm a Christian, and I'm a. I, I believe in the country." I'm an economic nationalist. If they want to call us that, I'm not going to. They're not going to scare me, because uh, I'm, I'm going to have my live Christianity through my efforts. Uh, so, w- w- give me a response to that, where people are not backing off when they they try to make it a pejorative, but the Christians that are out there are saying, "Hey, you're going to call me what you're going to call me, but I'm still going to do what I'm going to do." Well,
7: they're meaning it in a derogatory. term. And what we're saying is, in fact, uh, Dr. Cody Bachum, we did an event. Of- we go and he said, "Okay, um, am I going to be a nationalist? Do I love my country. Okay, I love my country. Okay, it, do we? Am I a Christian or non-Christian? Okay, I'm a Christian. Call me a Christian nationalist. So I think it's great when we don't allow their terms to to upset us, and in fact, we capitalize on it and and move ahead. Kind of like the epic deplorables put down." Um, we just move forward. We love our country and we're Christians. If you want to call us that, do it. If you mean it derogatory, and I, and I know the left does, it, it kills them when things like that
5: Yeah, that's right. And one of the other things we look at it, so look, it's our, one of our core principles is the First Amendment. We believe in religious freedom. Religious freedom doesn't mean just Christians. Well, we put God first. We believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. With that said, we believe our Jewish friends should have the right to worship. We believe our Muslim friends, our Hindu friends, they all should have that right to assemble and worship. And so, if that's what, if if you want to draw the conclusion that we're Christian nationalists, go ahead. But whatever, it's really irrelevant. We're going to do what, what we do.
4: You've done. You've made this company. What's different is you've made this company. You're given some of the the, the earnings from it. To causes. I only got about a minute and a half, but when you say it's biblically based, what do you mean by that? Because I think this is one of the things that freaks these uh, secular folks up in New York City and in London. So it freaks them out when you say it's a biblically based company. What does that mean?
7: Well, bottom line is our corporate culture, our policies and procedures, our handbook is very out front that our morals and and culture. Are- is based on the truth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the Bible. The Bible has answers for every policy, and that is our ultimate communicate that to employees, and we support organizations. We give a portion of every dollar we back to Christian conservative causes, and we want to promote people across America who are fighting for good and moral policy procedures, helping women in crisis pregnancies, helping the men and women who have fought for our country, preserving our uh, Second Amendment and right to defend ourselves, which is also in the Bible, Um, and above all, protecting the sanctity of life, which is God-ordained, God-created before any cellular activity happens. So we do walk the walk, and we give money back instead of talking it to so many of these causes that we bet and know they're doing good things and believe.
4: Glenn, we got to bounce. Where do people go? I want people to make sure they go to the company and check everything out.
5: PatriotMobile.com or PatriotMobile.com forward slash Bannon or call 972 Patriot. And you'll talk to somebody right here in the United States. They will speak with you and walk you through the process. And really at the end of the day, that's one of the things that differentiates us because when you're here, you're going to get somebody either in Texas or California, and they're going to understand why you're calling.
7: And if you call in, be sure and use the code word.
4: Thank you guys very much. We're going to watch over the weekend and see exactly how BBC defines Christian nationalism vis a vis my uh, Patriot Mobile. Thank you guys very much. Stick around, six o'clock. We're going to next, we're going back to Arizona next in the world. That's code War Room at checkout to save 67%. do it again. War Room Health, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.